Hi, everybody. Welcome to the second episode in the Hallowed Wide Diaries series, where I break down the songs in my new, uh, mostly as of yet, unreleased record, The Hallowed Wide. Um, Track two of The Hallowed Wide came out last week. It's called Bitter Roots. And today I'm going to tell you all about it. So first, I'm going to actually play the track for you. um, And then we'll kind of talk through all of it. So ready, set, here comes Bitter Roots. We didn't want to let it in, wouldn't let it in, but we couldn't keep it out. We couldn't let the thought begin, couldn't let it win, but the ringing got so loud. Way down, 
Track two, Bitter Roots. Okay, so the story of Bitter Roots actually goes back a ways. It's maybe like a little bit of a silly story, but um, in the previous summer, so I wrote Bitter Roots in May of 2020, and the previous summer, uh, 2019, as always, I was uh, gigging a lot in Montana. And you know, when I'm driving on these very, very long drives, usually by myself through the middle of nowhere, sometimes through like exceedingly scenic uh, terrain, um, you know, it's a lot of time to think. And I was driving through Montana and, and drove over um, the, the Bitterroot the bitter River. And what I learned later is that bit, the Bitterroot is like the state flower of Montana. Um, but I didn't know that then. And I just like something about the, the, those words together, just, I don't know, just really kind of struck me. And I was thinking about it. And um, at this point I was kind of thinking about, you know, what I might want to write next when I finished my, um, my, the album that I was working on at that time, which was, um, masks. So I hadn't released masks yet. Um, and I thought, you know, that's really something that's like that kind of maybe gets at the feeling that I'm that I'm wanting to talk about, which is just like, you know, I don't know. I'm interested in these kind of these problems that are kind of built within, you know, ourselves. It could be like our own perceptions or built within our systems or built within our traditions um, that kind of prevent us from moving forward. Um, so, you know, masks is all about like the kind of ways that we have, um, that we present illusions as people and, you know, like the idea of like a, like a, a festering kind of like root system, like we're actually structured and built on something else. It feels like, feels like an adjacent premise that's really kind of, um, interesting to me. But um, as I was thinking more, and if you if you go back and listen to episode one of the the diary series, you can hear me talk more about this. But as I was thinking more about what I wanted to write, I think I wanted it to be like overall, like much more kind of positive and much more, um, I don't know, like magical and beautiful. Um, but I still had this idea of, of bitter roots being, you know, maybe a chapter in the album. And I knew that I wanted it to be at the beginning. So when I wrote Bitter Roots, um, it's track two on the record, but I had already written a couple of other songs, I think maybe three or four. Um, and I knew that I knew that Bitter Roots was going to be an important chapter, you know, just kind of talking about how uh, when we are working, striving toward, you know, real genuine trust and intimacy and connection, um, we, we really can't even begin to do it until we've rooted out, um, any, anything that's kind of prohibitive 
uh, at the base of the relationship or the understanding or the conception of, you know, another person or a group of people or of ourselves. Um, and then, so I already kind of had these thoughts in mind. And then as everyone knows in, uh, May of 2020, the world was in a, a very particular type of upheaval and, um, toward, toward the end of the month, um, George Floyd was murdered and, you know, uh, white privilege and, and racial privilege is something that, um, you know, I had kind of, uh, I'd never heard of it until I was maybe like in my master's degree. And I was, I was really, really lucky to have some incredible friends who were patient with me when they definitely didn't need to be and kind of helped me, you know, understand, um, the vocabulary and, and, um, and, and learn things so that I could, I could kind of see, start to see, um, start to see systemic racism and, and see my own privilege. Um, and you know, during May and June and, and beyond, but I, but I wrote the song in, in late May and early June of 2020, I was just watching so many of my white, uh, friends just struggle so much to understand. And, you know, some people I think were, were genuinely trying to understand. And some people were just clearly very uncomfortable, um, and kind of thinking like, you can't just, can't we just like, can't we just kind of put this under the rug and, um, you know, build on top of it and kind of move forward from here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can understand that perspective. I think I spent, you know, um, I don't know, a little bit of time in that perspective in my early twenties. Um, just, you know, maybe not kind of willing to understand or, or not being ready to, to look at everything. And I just felt frustrated about this, you know, this kind of like, well, it seems so clear to me now that, and, and also just in light of, you know, other things in kind of my background and, and especially the way that my family feels that you can't build upon a toxic foundation and expect anything good to come out of that. Um, so when I was writing Bitter Roots, I was I was thinking kind of more specifically about racism and, and kind of specifically American racism. But, um, you know, like I said, just adjacent to that is how I feel in my own family and the way that I think everybody just kind of maybe understands that, that things are, are not, ha, have not been okay, but rather than kind of wanting to, to, to clean out, um, those systems just kind of feel like, well, let's just pretend that didn't happen. And let's kind of, let's kind of just commit to doing better now, which it just doesn't work that way. And then I also think like, you know, bitter roots can be in, in our, in our own self-concepts as well. Um, you know, if, if our, if our kind of deepest, you know, um, identities are built on, on fear or, um, you know, like a, any sort of fragile kind of self-worth, um, it's very, very difficult to, to move toward any sort of wholesome connection. So, while I was kind of thinking like more specifically and writing more specifically about, um, racism in America, um, these, I, I wanted, I tried to be really careful to leave plenty of room for, you know, all kinds of stories to, to fit into these lyrics. So with that kind of, uh, caveat in mind, in terms of the actual music, um, 
you know, what I, I've talked about this a little bit in the past, not in this series, but maybe just, I think in my blog, but when I'm writing a new album, I, I have this kind of practice where I make like almost like a, I make like a table or like a chart. And every time I write a new song, I plug into the chart, like, you know, the tempo, the key, the groove, um, just so that I can make sure that I have like really nice variety of textures and sounds and moods on the record. And so, um, like I said before, by the time I had, I was sitting down to write Bitter Roots, um, I already had a couple of songs written. So I knew kind of the tempo that I was looking for and, and it had a vague, vague groove in mind, which is kind of this starting with this kind of like what we call four on the floor, which is just like heavy, heavy bass, uh, hits on, on every quarter note. And I knew that I wanted the song to be A flat minor. So I started with that and I, I played around a little bit, just kind of like with a chord progression, um, and, and maybe sort of like, um, some vague, like melodic ideas, um, the, the way that like, you know, I kind of wanted the different melodic fragments to break down. And I started with that before I started writing lyrics, even though I already had the title and I kind of knew what I wanted to write about. Um, and then, so I think what I'd like to do is maybe just talk about the verses first. So they all kind of have this same sort of pattern. Um, and one thing that I, that I really like about this song, um, I think in retrospect, like I've had, I've had enough feedback already that it's clear to me that a couple of people have found this confusing, but I like it. So, so I guess I, it'll be less confusing if I, if I explain it today. So, um, but I, I tried to be really, um, I don't know if thoughtful is the right word, but I, I, I was very thoughtful about, um, the pronouns th uh, that I was using in this piece. So, you know, who's the we, who's the you, who's the I. Um, and I, I, I thought about that on purpose because, you know, I feel personally, and I think maybe a lot of people who are in privilege, privileged groups who have, you know, tried to work hard to be aware of their privilege have kind of one foot in both sides of the we, <laughs> like, am I in the we of like, uh, like, do I see myself more as, as part of a we of the, the broken system? Or do I see myself as a we of, you know, an ally? And, uh, you know, I try to be a we, the kind of we that's an ally as much as possible, but certainly I have memories of being a we that had being part of a we that had no idea about any of these things. I certainly have memories of being part of a we that didn't think anything was a problem, even after people had started telling me that it was so that, so that's kind of what this, this means to me. So, you know, at the beginning we didn't want to let it in wouldn't let it in, but we couldn't keep it out. And the, oh, also I try, I tried to be pretty, um, like flexible about what the it is. Cause again, it's it like, it feels the same way to me. Like this, this it is, um, it's a wishy-washy thing when you're trying to kind of like understand how a system is benefiting you while it's hurting other people. So in this case, I think the it that I'm talking about is like, you know, the truth, like the facts, um, the truth and the facts of the history and present of, um, you know, systemic racism in this country. But this it can also be, you know, the truth of a systemic problem in a family, you know, or in a self-concept, like I said before. 
Um, but we couldn't keep it out. You know, it's just, it's so apparent. It's kind of like more and more apparent all the time. We couldn't let the thought begin, couldn't let it win, but the ringing got so loud, which is again, just, I think the same kind of a pattern of like, you know, these things are hard to ignore. Um, I really like, I tried to use like a, a, quite a bit of kind of ground and earth imagery creeping down to the belly in the cold ground. So just in the way that like these roots are, they're rooted down like to the very, very bottom. Um, and we tell our children there's enough air to go around. Um, it, it's easy, I think for, you know, and I, I'm going to talk maybe more specifically about racism, but, but remember, like I try, I really tried to write these lyrics so that they are true for, for whatever story uh, we're talking about. But so anyone who's in a position of privilege, um, you know, as white Americans, we, we can easily tell ourselves and, and pass these things down generationally. There's plenty for everyone. This is a place of a lot of opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but as long as we don't have to make a sound like, you know, it's not our responsibility to fix it. Like we don't, we're not going to get involved. Um, and that, I mean, that's definitely how I feel I was raised. Um, okay. And then verse two is the same pattern. We didn't want to let it out, wouldn't let it out, but we couldn't keep our grip. Um, and in, in this, in this, uh, verse, the, it is maybe power, um, or, you know, um, again, like maybe kind of secrets, like evidence, um, but yeah, I think, I think power, um, and then had to sink or learn how to swim. I feel like this could mean a lot of different things, but it could either mean we're telling, you know, another, another person or another group of people, um, yeah, sink or swim, like you're going to figure it out. Um, and it could also mean, um, like those of us who as children, as, you know, maybe white, white young people in this country, we're kind of taught that this isn't our responsibility and uh and then we are trying to kind of figure out how to be better allies um without having had our parents or you know people who raised us like showing us kind of how to do that so either way either way um but i was thinking of it kind of more in the sense of like we have a very, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps ethos in this country, of course, um, which is, is uh, a mythology, you know? Um, and isn't that what it's always been about? Couldn't let the story out, but we can make one up in a pinch. Um, just always making up excuses, you know, kind of twisting things. Um, we see it over and over again. Like we, we see the evidence that something really wrong has happened um, and we'll quickly put a spin, kind of put a story on it and... Um, yeah. Uh, keep it on the fringe. So keep, keep the truth on the fringe, like keep the stories on the fringe, keep these, um, you know, and I, and I don't just mean stories about, you know, police brutality, but things like, you know, systemic, like systemic inequity and in like the medical, uh, system, et cetera, everything, all kinds of things, but keep these stories on the fringe. Um, you know, and just with the value always kind of being about money, like get rich quick, keep your pocketbook thick. Um, but to the bottom of the bedrock battleship. And I thought a lot about this line. I rewrote it a bunch of different times with different lyrics, but I landed on, I landed on battleship. Um, because like our, everything feels like a war. Like it's, you know, instead of kind of like a, like it's, it feels like an us and them. Um, 
it's a shakedown flim flam catfish like all of these things are just rigged um all of these kinds of systems um yeah i like it it's one of my favorite lines in the song it feels it feels like satisfying and it feels true um as long as we don't have to give an inch and the we being you know those in power as long as we don't have to give an inch go ahead and wish go ahead and wish that you can um also have power also have money also have safety also have health um yeah like feel free like you know hope for whatever you want but like we're not giving anything up um okay and then and then let's talk about verse three before we get into the pre-courses because the structure is the same again um Yeah, we didn't we didn't want to take it back. We put it on your back, said you can do it by yourself. So I think take it back, like, you know, make make amends. Um, we didn't want to we didn't want to take um, we didn't want to take any of the inequity back. Um, we didn't want to take the hardship back. Um, we put it on your back, said you can do it by yourself. And then when I wrote what well, we couldn't do that, I kind of mean like the that in in quotes, like, well, we're not going to do that. Like, you know, I think we see this all the time. We hear people saying like, yeah, we'll do anything. What can we do? Like, how can we help? And that's like, OK, well, not that, though. <laughs> like, we can't do that. We can't, you know, give up. We can't pay more taxes <laughs> or whatever. And um, we couldn't do that. Wouldn't face ha facts. Tried to tell you it was better for your health. Like, it's good for you to kind of have to fight through this. Um, yeah. And, and, you know. This is this, like I've said a bunch of times, this applies to racism and it applies to so many things, so many other things as well. Um, hid the ladder, put the ticket on the top shelf, said you could have it if you didn't ask for any help. As long as we don't have to share the wealth. After all, it's just the hand we're dealt. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Just it's it's a uh, none of it's fair, but we're kind of saying like, yeah, we're not, you know, not going to do anything to stop you. Um, but of course, it's kind of bullshit right? It's a lot of bullshit. Um, okay. Then in the pre-choruses, the, the, we, or the, our, the pronouns I think are, are moving more toward like what I'm hoping is, you know, um, a better, more conscientious group of, of younger white people or any sort of privilege again, white people, men, straight, etc., who, um, who don't want to put up with it anymore and who, who are, who want to try to build something better. Um, so pre-chorus one says, but our father's father's promise crumbles in the light of the day. And that promise is that, you know, America is the promised land that, um, you know, anybody can build wealth. The, the promise is the American dream and all the lies that our mothers to told us spoil as we tear away the bitter roots. And you can just see, you know, we can see that inequality as we look, as we look for it. Um, and then pre-chorus two, but our father's father's promise turns to ash inside our hand. It's the same thing. And all the lies that our mothers told us wash away in the sand where we bury these bitter roots. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that's self-explanatory. And then the chorus, um, yeah, bitter roots. They try to hold on like a bad love song stuck in our heads, which I thought a lot about this line too. And the way that I mean it is like, you know, these, these ideas are catchy. Like, I think if you're in a position of privilege, like it, it can be so tempting to hold on to the idea that, um, you've earned everything and that it is equal. Um, 
but the thing this idea that's catchy is just like it's like it's like a poorly written love song it's like just you know it's garbage um but it you know won't get out of our heads but it wants to hold on um bitter roots don't want to let go everything you let go to drink up the dark instead so i the what i mean by that is like the things that that you let go are honesty goodness kindness um empathy uh generosity so all the things that we all the things that we gave up um in order to have you know money power ease etc um and you know those are difficult things to reckon with to kind of realize you know um each of our own complicitness uh make your last bet and this time the the you is the the power kind of so switching the you um make your last bet make your last threat you cast a pretty wide net but you haven't met your match yet and i'm hoping you know what i meant is that the match is again kind of like a younger um a younger group of of privileged people of of any kind who are determined to say like no more um so the you is kind of the old systems people who run the old systems um yeah like do your worst you haven't met your match yet um we're gonna let something new grow and lay these bitter roots to rest um in terms of the music up to this point the chords are really really simple i i kind of wanted them to be like that on purpose um so because you know the lyrics are quite dense um there are hardly any major chords. There's a little bit of major in the pre-chorus, which I hope feels kind of hopeful and like a change. And there's a tiny, tiny bit of major in the choruses, but not really any. Um, and then in the bridge, uh, this kind of looping section wind around, it's crooked all the way down from the pith of the poison, pull it out. Just like a little mantra of, um, yeah, we can't kind of cover it up. We can't ornament it. We can't, um, we can't, you know, just try to tie off loose ends and move forward. Um, we have to kind of work from scratch and, um, I don't know. I really believe that. And I, and I believe it in the microcosm and I believe it in the macro as well. Like I believe it in my, our own selves. I believe it in, you know, my marriage. I believe this in, um, families. It, as uncomfortable as it is to look hard at, um, or, or not even to look hard, but as uncomfortable as it is to really confront um, the the ugliness that that our systems are built on, and these kind of old old traditions, um, and to build from scratch, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, though I I suspect that if we all kind of <laughs> committed to doing it, we can do it. Um, especially if, you know, we, especially if we commit to learning these skills in the microcosm, um, if everyone was working toward these things in their own, in their own kind of more intimate relationships, um, I suspect that there would, there would be broader changes, um, socially more, more broadly as well. Um, okay. So I think like, that's the song, that's the lyrics anyway. And the writing, I tried to be, um, I tried to be a little bit uh, programmatic in the melodies, in the way, in some of the melodies, the way that they uh, that they wind down. So um, that the melodies are kind of 
maybe feeling like twisting roots. Um, and also I wanted to keep the entire melody pretty low in my range for this kind of same reason. Uh, then the production, I really have to hand this to Jed. He did, he did so much of this. Um, you know, I gave him the completed song, the lyrics, the structure, the melodies, the chords, um, and he came up with this really beautiful um, hook where we layered like so, so many hums Jed, that Jed's voice is in the recording, um, singing those hums and my voice is in there too, layered and layered and layered. Um, you know, we, we went back and forth a bunch of times on different kind of um, pieces of the groove and finally kind of got it figured out. Um, and then and then my friend David came in and laid down some bass that sounds so good and it's so satisfying. So listen for the bass in there. And then incredible Aaron Ashton um, brought in the violin and added some some great stuff that I think kind of gives the song that that like roots, that roots element that we were kind of hoping for. Um, I'm really proud of it. I I you know, I know, I guess I should say, I know that, you know, my understanding of these issues is so limited still. Um, and especially compared to a lot of people who've invested a lot more time and a lot more effort. Um, you know, so all, all of that in mind, I, I know, I don't know everything and, and that there's, um, there's, there's, there's much more to learn and much more to understand. Um, I, I guess I feel like, I guess I feel like the thing that I'd want to say to uh, other people in positions of privilege is that I I think it's really worth it. Like, how do I want to say it? In my own experience, beginning to learn to see my own privilege has been it was hard. It was tricky for me and really and really humbling. Um, but now it's so clear and I feel like I can see it all the time, every day, even in a place where, you know, I live in a place where there are like, I, I really can go like weeks, like without seeing a person of color sometimes, like I just live in such a, a white place. Um, and so, you know, I don't know, there's that. And, and, and the, these things are, are so much more apparent, um, in some places, but but even with those caveats in mind, it's just so clear. It feels so clear. And I, and I feel, I feel really grateful. Like I said before that my, that I had some friends, um, who, who really, um, I don't know, held my hand through, um, kind of learning to see these things for myself. So I, I, I'm kind of rambling, but I would encourage, um, other people in, in, uh, in systems of privilege, to just be patient, try, just try, try to be creative, try to, try to think. Um, I feel like having real understanding and empathy for each other is so crucial. It's the most important thing that we can do, um, as humans on our planet. Um, and I think it can start in small ways and, maybe the most important thing is trying to have like a, a genuine, a genuine change of mind, um, so that you can see things happening and can, um, I don't know, advocate, step in, um, be, um, be a safe person, be, um, a, a, a strong voice, 
in, in the small places that you can. Um, yeah, I feel very inadequate to talk about it, but I do care about it. And I do feel like it's something that is worth it to me to try to articulate out loud. So, um, yeah, so that's bitter roots. And in the broader journey of the hallowed wide, it's the beginning. It's at the very beginning. Um, committing to, to see, to, to see, to see things as they are and to not, um, not be satisfied with systems that harm. Um, yeah, that's all. I think that's it. So, um, so Bitter Roots is out everywhere now. Um, the track three will be out in January. If you want to hear the entire record early, it is for sale on my website. You can buy a hard copy now, um, The Hallowed White, and that's at emilymerrillmusic.com, M-E-R-R-E-L-L, emilymerrillmusic.com. I hope you like it. I hope you love this song. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear what you think about it and what you like uh, in the music, what you like in the lyrics, anything you'd like to add. Um, yeah, that's it. I hope you have a great day and Artifice will be back to our regular scheduled programming next week with an interview with a brand new friend of mine. Okay. Have a great week. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrillmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.